Oh, what's cracking, lovely people? Welcome to the Big Feed Up HQ podcast. I'm your host, Matt Gardner, and I'm a nutritional therapist specialising in sports nutrition by trade. Thank you for downloading and listening in. The podcast generally focuses on nutrition, movement, outdoor experiences, and at this point I have over 130 episodes up and available to you. After you've listened to this one, look back at some of the others, see what titles resonate with you, and I hope you find something useful. The show is supported by 33 Fuel, who produce natural and powerful sports nutrition products. Use Matt 10 at checkout to get 10% off your first order. I've just made my autumn purchases of their greens powders, their energy bars, their natural energy drink for my cycling, my running. Take a look, and again, I hope you find something useful. Also, there's an opportunity to join the Supporting Champions Graduate Membership Community Programme. Steve Ingham, the founder of Supporting Champions, has worked in professional sport for over 25 years, having led and managed over a thousand practitioners and support staff. Use the link in my show notes to sign up before November the 2nd if you would benefit from the community and the content. Sorry, if you think you would benefit, that makes more sense. Oh, thanks for staying with me, lovely people. Anyway, in all honesty, if this community, this online content was available when I finished college and then university and some of my postgraduate qualifications, I would have found it so useful. So if you're keen on a career in sports and performance, if you're already in a career involved in sports and performance and you want to engage with like-minded people, graduates, practitioners, uh, very experienced people who have been in the trade longer than I've been alive, then definitely check out the Sporting Champions Graduate Membership Community Programme. At this point, I must make it clear that I'm an affiliate with this programme, so I earn commission if you buy through the link. So lovely people, if you like the show, as always, please share it with someone. Ultimately, it's the only way the show's going to grow. I'd really appreciate that. And if you like it, please also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. You can also listen on my website. All the links and everything you need are in the show notes. So today I'm speaking to a chap called Dean Howell. Dean is the founder of rawsport.com. He's a he's been a plant-based athlete for 15 years. He's an ex-professional footballer. He was a footballer for 18 years and he also uh, has founded and runs Lean Dean Health and Fitness programs. I'm really looking forward to having a conversation with Dean. He does not seem like someone who beats around the bush. So I hope you find this conversation useful. I'm looking forward to digging into his most recent trip to France on the bike, exploring the French Alps. So without any further ado, I hope you enjoy our wind, our wind, our wide ranging conversation. Oh, I made it. Dean, welcome to the show. Awesome. Yeah, thank you for having me on, Matt. Really appreciate it. It's brilliant to get some of your time, mate. And I think before we get started, it'd be great to know uh, for the listeners, you know, where, where are you calling from? Where are you coming from today? Where are you based? I live in Burton on Trent, if uh, many people know of that place. It's, uh, it's a brewery town in the uh, East Midlands. Oh, fantastic. So that's, where, that's, where I was, uh, that's where I was born. And I, uh, I, lived, I lived there for 16 years and I moved away 
to football. I've only just recently come back the last couple of years. So, uh, yeah, it's been a big part of me that's not been here, but it's nice to be back home. <laughs> yeah, where everything started. Oh, I mean, that's brilliant. And I think, you know, it's important to obviously address the elephant in the room straight away. It's been such a difficult and strange year so far for everyone. How have you got on in terms of, you You know, you run quite a few businesses in the supplement industry, sports nutrition industry. You also deliver a lot of virtual training programming and things. So how's, how's that gone for you and your team over the last few months? Yeah, I mean, to, I mean, to be honest, uh, it's been it's been great. You know, uh, for me, everything in life is all about perspectives. And I always try and find the positives out, out of everything. And I've really tried to just keep my life as normal as possible. That's in my control, my physical and my mindset. So take away certain social events and stuff like that. Honestly, nothing, nothing's nothing's changed at all for me. Uh, and I just want to keep that as normal as possible around my family, friends, and you know my little boy who's four. So I just want him to uh, be in a nice space and a, a nice, yeah, a nice energy. So uh, yeah, it's been great. The businesses, the businesses have, have thrived. Uh, I know it's been a really hard time for a lot of people and families and businesses and companies and stuff. Uh, and I've got so much empathy. For for that but you know uh, for us it's, it's been great because i think we're in the right field uh, obviously nutrition and i think health and love and all that it all starts with self anyway so it's done a 360 turn and it's come back to people realizing that amongst all of the craziness that's going on you know the one thing we can control that is our uh, our mind uh, mentally and physically you know, so uh, we've, you know, like we've all got control of that. The, the media, you know, the narrative can't tell us not to look after that, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, I'm just a big advocate of, of uh, promoting that and and just, just giving people that self-empowerment in such a time of doubt and fear and uncertainty. May mm. agreed. And I think anyone that follows you online, you clearly put your, your front foot forward when it comes to things and you get ahead of things. And um, just picking up on what you said about your, your little boy, I um, I was looking at some of your posts this morning and I saw that you're getting him involved in some light therapy. Um, oh, that... yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, he's four years of age. Yeah. And uh, me and his mum are very, uh, we're very like, holistic and believe in natural, natural kind of way of living. You know, and yeah, like blue blockers, he's, he's got a pair of them. Because obviously, as you know, kids in this day and age, like smartphones and mad boys are the same. And obviously with the transition in TVs going through the LED and all that type of stuff, you know, people are not really aware of the damage that these, the, you know, like the blue light ray can do, mm. especially you know, on desktops, especially now people working from home and stuff, being on tablets and laptops and TVs. And listen, my, my boy, you know, you know, the powers of being know that colours stimulate certain parts of the brain and you know get you hooked on it and so it's important that when it gets in the evenings we always say to Neil look if you want to watch that or do that or you know you know you're gonna have to wear your blind you know like your blue blocking glasses mm. so uh, that's the kind of uh, trade trade-off that we do and uh, yeah I just we just try and no, we don't we don't push anything on we just try and educate him but he's just like all like things like that it's like he likes it he obviously doesn't understand you know the red light but it's like it's like a toy to him and he just sees his foot light all red because uh he had a little bit of an accident a couple of weeks back and he had a little airline fracture in his foot so we've just been looking at ways to uh you know aid the healing process 
Brilliant. Yeah, and agrees. I'm a big fan of, yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, red light therapy anyway and stuff like that. So I thought, you know, I, I've been getting him on it. So he, he enjoys it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I agree. I say, you know, if, they, if things don't do any harm, and like you said, these these practices and and especially the glasses and i know i know um people listening to this i'll I'll put a link in the show notes to your um your link tree because i know you've you you offer uh not you personally but obviously you've got you've got glasses and things that that you can you know show people where to where to look for these kind of these kind of things to wear practically but i just think it's uh it's interesting to explore you know why not use the glasses like you said consider more about light and what's going into the eyeballs late at night and then this the piece about obviously getting outside and getting sunlight in the eyeballs during the day um and then also yeah that red light therapy the healing the recovery process i just think that these things that don't do any harm that are emerging as well and for him it's fun you know that's the key thing what are you going to do consistently things that are fun things that have low risk um, why not in my opinion but I just I just thought I'd bring that up because I saw it on your social media and it's just uh, yeah it was it was quite a cool image to see really seeing seeing him happy and seeing you kind of trialing a you know something that um, eventually is, is probably going to prove to be an extremely useful tool for so many people yeah yeah exactly I think a lot of this stuff is you know out there for you you know like for your everyday person they don't really grasp it but it's just it's just aligning you know, back with uh, nature, because I think our circadian rhythm is so out of sync at the minute with how people are living, like, say, with blue light and stresses and stuff like that, and obviously the rise in mental health. I do really think that the physical, obviously, has, you know, a big impact on the, uh, you know, the, like, the mental aspect. So if you're not sleeping at night and you're not producing melatonin and, and like, you're not recovering, it's going to have an adverse effect on how you feel and how you think, and it's all going to have that, you know, detrimental impact on, you, you know, your mental health, which is obviously aspirated with all of the uh, fear and media and all the negativity that's out there at the minute. So I just think if you can do these little things just to uh, you know, mitigate certain, you know, just even if it's like 1%, 2%, 5%, you know, it's all it's all going in the right direction. So I think if you do a magnitude of little little things, lifestyle kind of hacks, you know, uh, I think they can all be, uh, I think in, in effect, it's all going to you know, accumulate something positive. Yeah, agreed. Life, life load really is just kind of pushing down on everyone, isn't it? And it's just uh, yeah. these these small habits and, and these little kind of extras. Where can you lean into gaps and things in your life? Um, and make the term the term impact is an interesting one, because that was how I was going to frame a few of my questions for you today, um, especially after after following what you do in the in the health and fitness industry you know i'd love obviously to get into the the nutrition the food products the supplementation in a little while but yeah. your your most your most recent trip and and your your most recent journey into endurance exercise and traveling abroad um first question obviously you know what impact has that had on you and then it'll be really cool to explore uh the impact on uh, how you may have changed your your nutrition or your lifestyle to facilitate some of those challenges that that you've been through in the last few months obviously on the bike and and seeking altitude and intensity and and duration because it's uh it must have been a big undertaking mate yeah i mean obviously my background is professional football i'm quite i'm quite a big guy you know 13 stone so climbing up the mountains in the Alps, you know, altitude, 2,600 meters and stuff. Uh, 
it doesn't really suit me, <laughs> you know, uh, in the sense that I'm not really a climber. I'm more of a power sprinter, but I just love the challenge of making my body do something that he doesn't really want to do or feel comfortable doing. You know, uh, my friends were like 65 kg and I'm like, you know, like 87 before I, you know, caught a little bit of weight for it. Uh, which I, in, in the end, I got down to like 81. Uh, and that wasn't really taken too serious. I could have, I could have dropped more, but there's elements of that because I'm naturally quite, quite a big fast switch fiber kind of athlete. Um, going, going, losing too much weight may have hampered my power, which isn't, uh, you know, great. So, mm. but yeah, it was, uh, it was great. It was great to get out there, especially in the monster of everything was going on and just free the mind and, you know, just, just lose yourself on the mountain, you know, uh, it was uh, it was great. So I uh, so like my nutrition wise, I went high carb and low fat. That's what that, that's what kind of works works for me uh, to you know like to, to you know like to cut the weights. Uh, to obviously if you like to obviously cycling's all about watts per kilo. So the more power you can put out, the lighter you are, the quicker you can obviously go up a hill. So that's kind of what we was like focusing on, but get, just getting that balance right, not losing too much weight, but still being able to keep keep the power down. Yeah. Where so where would you ideally like to walk around in weight wise to give the listeners a bit of context if you got down to eighty one? Um, you know, what's your kind of preferred or your your natural state if that's I, the right thing I to say? I seem to I seem to like go I seem to just stare around eighty five, eighty six, eighty seven. I don't I don't really go over go over that really. Mm. Uh, so yeah, getting down to eighty one, it, it was quite easy. I did it over. I probably I said in start probably like six weeks mm. to lose that. But, I, but like yeah, I did it very say It didn't feel like a weight cut. Yeah. I just uh, yeah, I just watched just watched certain macros. You know, uh, like just mixing fats and carbs. So I was trying. If I was gonna go carbs, I'd always just go carbs. Mm. Uh, quite high protein and low fat. Mm. But again, everyone's everyone's different. I don't think there's a, a macro ratio that suits you know everyone. I think everyone's different. It's just just like the diet. I'm very open to that. Everyone. I don't think anyone's can say one diet suits all. I think uh, it's all about finding what works for you, and obviously depending on obviously what discipline you do or the lifestyle you lead and stuff like that. How, how active you are. Yeah. Will, uh, they play play a big key in the foods that you know you ingest. I think that shines through also the, the the range of products and the information that you communicate online too, because there's so much diversity in some of the things that you guys offer. Obviously, the staples are there with uh, plant-based protein powders and things like that, but just the the care that you've put into around uh, mushroom powders and the variety there. Um, I, I noticed recently there's there's a, a spirulina um added to one of your drinks and things like that too and i think obviously like you said there you're not you're not labeling yourself um you know your values around sticking to sticking to a a certain way of eating you're obviously trying to do and follow a healthful lifestyle and there's all there's all this variety and all these interesting kind of um additions that you can put into into your diet in a in a quick and easy kind of way really and it sounds smart mate it sounds roughly you know probably a little bit less than a kilo a week you were dropping which is quite a like you said if you do it in a manageable way it's uh you know it works and hopefully it doesn't hamper your performance and and i've found in 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 my experience as well it wasn't a cycling event but uh i'm i'm similar to you roughly 80 87 if 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 i'm really not watching things i can happily climb to 90 kilos but i got down to 
83 for a like a, a an ultra marathon I did abroad in Italy because I thought I just need to not carry five six extra kilos and it was an interesting journey getting down there um and sure. and then it's just uh you know you think when you're down there actually you know maybe I could maintain this but really because the endurance training didn't stay at that level once I'd done the challenge I found that I kind of yeah. just moved back up to where where I'd kind of been before is that is that similar to your experience or were you still down exactly, there exactly yeah exactly yeah because it's just like sheer it's just like sheer output into it's like obviously what what the income's out type thing you know in the sense of calories so yeah obviously my, my, my volume of training I mean I was getting up doing fasted sessions sometimes I've done like training twice a day so it's obviously a lot of calories obviously being burnt through that so but so then when when your training load does come down and even if you eat the same just the mathematics are you are gonna you know put on weights again uh but yeah i'm, I'm happy i'm happy around this kind of weight um uh, I'm, I'm starting to switch in actually so with yourself you know losing that kind of weight especially when you're pounding you know like the impact on the joints and stuff that that weight can have a can have a real uh you know positive effect if you're not counting them extra pounds uh, but obviously on the bike, it's obviously like an impact-free sport. So my joints, obviously joints don't really get as battered as they do if you, you know, impacting like running on the concrete and stuff on on different trains. Uh, it's more just if you're lighter, you can just climb up a mountain quicker, especially when it's you know the climbs are like hour and a half and stuff like that. It goes into that endurance territory where uh, the weights, the weight does make a difference. Yeah, agreed. And mate, during the the time on on those incredible hills and the terrain and things like that um you know you you're clearly someone that has a very high uh self motivation level you're a previous professional athlete um did you did you drive forward you know on some of those harder days when when you had long extended periods on the bike um you know did you obviously inherently do it for yourself uh, were there parts of it that you'd obviously spoken on social media so people knew you were doing it were you, were you cycling with a bit of a team and and you know you really wanted to keep up with these leaner guys maybe some of these more experienced cyclists if I can you know if I can say that compared to yourself like what we discussed a little bit about the nutrition and the fueling but you know where did the mind take you mate when you were on some of these longer days because it was uh was it the first time you'd done something like this so it was a bit of unknown territory in terms of the, the, no, the no, mental actually, side it's actually the fourth it's actually the fourth time i've been, been oh so, right okay yeah we, we try and make it an annual thing uh we, we normally do mallorca around may 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 time april may and then we always try and get in uh, the Alps in September because it always falls on one of my guys that I cycle with his actually birthday. So we always go out there for his birthday and have a little bit of a, a celebration and stuff. And this year was his fiftieth. Oh wow! So, but yeah, but like unfortunately due to due, due to certain things and work and that, a lot of the lads can actually go this year. So it whittled the group right down. But we was you know a few of us are really determined just to go and you know get it done. <laughs> you know, so because we put like quite a bit of training, and you know, especially cycling, it's because it, it's such a it's such a time consuming sport in the sense of you know, there's not many sports that you know you, you like you go out and ride for four or five hours. It, you know, it takes sort of vast vast majority of your time, and obviously to make the gains, you have to be consistent with it. And I had like a coach as well, uh, also like monitoring my training peaks and stuff. So you know, it took a kind of lot of time. It's like I've, I sacrificed quite a bit. You know, to, to get to the shape I was in. So uh, 
yeah, there wasn't much that was going to stop me from going. <laughs> you know, oh, but yeah, yeah exactly. it's he's uh, he's I always I always like that challenge. Obviously, I've just got that competitive edge in me. Obviously, just it's just innate and built in me from football. I, I want to be a winner. I want to push myself as, as you know as hard as I can and try and get the best out of, you know out of myself. Cycling doesn't pay me, you know, so it is purely a hobby uh, that you know that I've kind of undertook since I retired from football. Uh, it was just great, it was just great to get into that kind of that team spirit again, I suppose, with the group of lads that we go out with. You know, we like we have the banter and we get outdoors and we you know go to cafe stops and just yeah, it's just it's just kind of a nice escape really. And like I say, it's nice to get outdoors and just you know fill the lungs up with uh, oxygen and yeah, really uh, push yourself and race all the lads and stuff and push each other along. Yeah, that's brilliant. And obviously, if you've known some of these guys for a long time and they know what you do, does it does it tend to come up or can you speak about other things? Because obviously, you'll be well known for health advice, supplement advice. You know, you obviously have multiple businesses that coach people that deliver food products and things like that with them is that something that comes up a lot or do you find yourself cycling and just uh you know enjoying talking about other things how how does that go in terms of your your conversations yeah. and, and your relationships yeah, that, with them yeah exactly that i mean a lot of the a lot of the lads we cycle with they 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 use the products as well so they kind of understand it you know like they know about it you know like the buy from us so it doesn't really come up too much. I mean, I get a lot of them asking me on other health health advice and stuff with other issues in the families and you know friends of friends and bits and bobs. But yeah, it's, it's pretty much just banter. It's just a group of lads, you know, just you know, like a little bit ego driven. You know, like we're always trying to race each other. You know, we've got like a WhatsApp group and we you know we play mind games. You know, yeah. uh, it's just it's just all it's just all that. It's just just, just boys having fun. You know. Uh, you know, we'll say like, hey, you know, like you're looking heavy, what's your weight like? And it's just, just sort of that, you know, people like lads are coming, well, if you're this weight, you know, you lost the kilos at this and blah, blah, blah. But it's just sort of banter, you know. <laughs> it's needed. So, yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's all fun. I think it's needed. And again, and if you come from that team environment, like I, I never played rugby at professional level, but even just playing for fun and growing up as a teenager and playing for the local club and then playing a bit of rugby at university and then for some teams afterwards and stuff, you know, you miss that now that I just do uh, a, a bit on feet and, um, you know, play the odd invitational match. You do miss that kind of change room crack or that, you know, working as a team, physically pushing through stuff. So it's good that you guys nail that in the diary. Like you said, not everyone can do it, but it's, it's good that you've got some of those trips in and it's something to look forward to really because it just breaks the mould, doesn't it, of the kind of grind yeah yeah sure. yeah i mean playing playing 18 years professional football and then coming out of it and then transitioning from that from an athlete to you know like a business owner you know it's uh it, it's quite tough in the sense of it's just it's, it's not the norm because you've been used to doing something like getting up a routine you know going out being told what to do code you know training a certain way preparing a certain way for 18 years a massive chunk of your life and then to come out of you know to retire you know, I, I was actually fortunate that I, that, that I was able to retire off my off my own accord, opposed to being told, "Are oh, you too slow?" or "You know, you you know, you're over the hill or you passed it." I retired at 33 because just mentally, I just had enough. I'd uh, I'd achieved back to back to back promotion, two for Frana FA Cups. I got like I was in the player of the player of the season, sorry, t- uh, team of the season, and I just felt like 
I'd achieved everything I wanted to achieve, and obviously I set up the I set up the businesses in 2011 while I was still playing, not with the mindset of, do you know what I need to set up a business because I'm coming towards the end of my career. It was more so that I'd had successful seasons. I'd come into a bit of money. I was using the products, felt great. I contacted my two best friends and said, "Look, let's let's get these products out here. You know, like we like we all feel great from them. Let's let's see if we can set up a business." So. It literally, literally went from from there, and we set up in my uh, best friend's garage with about four or five of the products we were using at the time, and then he came, and then he's just, he's just grown from there. So we're selling in fifty six uh, countries now worldwide. So it's been a uh, it's been a, it's been a great journey, and it's great to do it with two of my best friends, and it's just all based on authenticity and sourcing the best ingredients and doing you know like doing it the right way. Because of this, because of, because the supplement industry's you know got a bit of a bad rap, and and I kind of understand it because I've seen it for myself. But you know, I wanted to create a business that was based on an ethos of quality because we all take my you know like my little boys, my mom, my dad's, my family, everyone takes ingredients. So you know, it's all about sourcing the best ingredients. We will not sell for anything less than the best. You know, and from a business standpoint, we could probably be doing better because we could source ingredients that are cheaper. But we don't. We source what shows up on the test results as being the cleanest and the best. So that's the ethos, and I've got, and I've also got that drive to create, you know, a successful business by doing it that way, opposed to selling your soul and and doing it like that. Like apparently, you know, most big corporations do at some point, they always end up selling out and compromising on the quality and stuff. And I've always had that ethos and mindset of that I want to create something massive. I want to be the Nike of you know the the, the plant based sport nutrition industry. But without you know without compromising the quality it's like surely you can do it and be legit and authentic by having quality because for me that's the only way you can really sustain and grow a business because if you you know if you if you reach out to people and people are feeling the benefits of your product surely then, then they're going to really buy if you buy ingredients that are less than and people don't feel the benefits they're not going to really buy so for me it's not really sustainable to grow a business like that so for me, it's always got to be sourcing the best. And I really do feel that it will, you know, come back around and give us real longevity. And he's showing that we say it's from 2011 and we're still growing strong today and, and growing with without minimal investments or about no investments. It's all been utilised in social media and word of mouth. And, you know, for me, the most authentic way of doing it, I mean, we've started to do paid, paid stuff now, which has probably been the last year and a half, but pre that, it was all it was all word of mouth and it was three guys me obviously being an athlete gareth was a teacher and ryan was working on the roads doing road line and three guys who didn't really have any any kind of business ex- experience we just purely wouldn't say winged it we just we just followed our passion we knew like we, like we knew about great products and we just wanted to get them out of there and we've just followed that that passion and we end up you know in the in the, in the end doing you know well from it uh and we still got a lot more to do you know mm. we, we're going to be launching in america soon we're looking at launching clothing we got so we got a few products coming out in the next couple of weeks which i think we're really good for the stuff we're potentially going to be facing in in the, in the next few months with uh, all the fear and you know the, some like immune boosting products and stuff so so exciting, mate. Yeah, and we've got a lot on. So, yes, yeah, so it's super busy. <laughs> mm. Oh, thanks so much for sharing that story, especially about how you started the business. I think that'd be quite powerful insights for some people listening there. 
Um, and mate, I want to pick up on one further point about the taste because I was listening to obviously the the nutritional profile of your products and things are extremely high and like you said the you value that over everything and and it may have you know it may have uh, be more profitable like you said in the past to to do certain things a certain way but you've decided to stick to your values in that sense and um, you know people now obviously are waking up to when they order uh, food products or supplements, they are looking more and more at what goes in them. So obviously once they, they read the nutritional profile of, of your products and see that, you know, the majority, if not everything, you can obviously tell me in a second that it's whole food based and, you know, natural sweeteners and things like that. Um, yeah. You know, for, for, for a lot of people to, you know, taste to be able to continue to take something. There are some robots out there and I've worked with people in sport for years who see food as fuel and they'll neck anything but how how do you navigate that um and is is that a, a real challenge or is it something where again you you three have tested things over the years and you've been quite fortunate to be able to make tasty products or, or have there been some challenges and barriers in that sense yeah definitely i think i think that's probably one of the most difficult things within the business because society now is definitely taste driven. It's all about making everything taste nice. You know, our taste buds are really are spoiled. And I think that's due from a lot of foods that we've, we've, we've grew up to have, you know, aspartame, you know, artificial sweeteners, preservatives. It's really done a number on our taste buds and really kind of took us out of sync. And when I got onto this kind of journey, I did like a 30 day cleanse and I really did, in effect, reset my taste buds. Mm. Uh, I was able to eat and enjoy certain foods that, that I couldn't before. And I think that's another part of, you know, the, the, in effect, the cleansing process is when you uh, strip it back and start, you know, when, when you do eat natural foods, organic, where possible, you know, your taste buds do normalize. And, you know, you take away the sucralose and all the, you know, the aspartame and all that type of stuff, take, take that away and you do kind of get a reset and then it does allow you to then enjoy more bland flavors. You like, you kind of appreciate them more, uh, because you've renormalized, you know, your palate and your taste buds. So, but yeah, to answer your question, it's definitely been the challenging part because it, like I say, a lot of people have, have been spoiled because they're consuming products that are not really healthy. So our uh, our priority is to create something that's healthy first, and then taste is secondary. Where the market really, most people on the market want taste first, health secondary. And it's always it's kind of hard to do that, but we really feel from the feedback we've got and from the amount of testing we've done, and you know we're experienced in this field now. If you're into a if you're into plant based products, I'd be very surprised if there's many on the market that come close to ours. Uh, and I think because we do put so much emphasis on the quality, you know, we inform sports, we third party lab tests, products, heavy metals, pesticides, herbicides, insecticides, fungicides, all this type of stuff. These are all added costs. And a lot of this stuff that we do doesn't get seen because a lot of people just punch in, I don't know, protein or plant-based protein or vegan protein or whey protein into Google. And it will just come up with me, you know, you big, you big, you like your bigger companies that are backed by 
other corporations that have got big money that can outbid you on Google. So they show up, they've got the cheapest price points. People then shop off the price, not knowing that potentially the, you know, the quality of that product's not as good, you know, and, you know, and we sometimes get lost, lost within that because we haven't got the budget to be able to be at the top of Google if you type us in and stuff like that on, on the SEO side things. Uh, so for us, it's about educating, educating people and, you know, pioneering the market really. I mean, our protein's got 18 ingredients and we don't just put that in there just for the sake of it. So it looks pretty on paper. They're all in there at a kind of therapeutic dosage. So we had like five billion probiotics, you know, we had electrolytes and coconut water powder, phosphoric acid from frankincense for anti-inflammatories. We've got prebiotics in the baobab, uh, we use a fermented pea protein, quinoa, BCAAs derived from sunflowers, uh, you know, we use it to flavor and we use like actual like strawberry, freeze-dried strawberry powder and blue spirulina and raw cacao and all this type of stuff. So, yeah, we, we you know, we really do go to town on it and really do push push the boundaries with it. And it's, I suppose, I suppose our uh, biggest challenge is getting people to see, feel and appreciate that opposed to just buying a generic blend that's just got, you know, soy protein and hemp. With some stevia and you know some flavoring or, or sucralose and the flavoring what most companies use them because sucralose it does it's, it's you know it's sugar so it's it will make a product taste better but then with sucralose you've got potentially like the, like the nervous system damage you know the the studies to show that it's it absolutely does number on uh, your gut you know gut, uh, gut bacteria so you know the, there's always that battle with with trying to prove to the marketplace so you've got the best products and the most healthiest products and you know it's a premium product and the, the, the people potentially are happy to pay just a little bit more for that because i really do feel we've got a really competitively priced product as well not only do we is it informed sport and all the stuff that goes into it we're way cheaper than a lot of the you know the, the, the brands out there as well mm. yeah there's some really important things to pick up on there and i think people listening to this if they haven't tuned into their palate and like you said their ability to recognize sweetness even if you just take fruit and you're listening to this and you're eating some fruit and you do you don't have to go and do some 30-day cleanse you know some people will go down that journey and Dean obviously you've done that and you've obviously stepped away from a lot of things but it's an interesting trial lovely people if you're listening to this and you're considering just a a bit of a reset whatever that does feel to you and then you start introducing um foods and trying to find the natural sweetness and the flavor in those and then you do try a different food product or a protein powder like dean's for example and you know it does taste slightly different but then you do feel good and you feel better there are things to consider there because everything you're saying mate is um it's interesting because if you look at what what you're um what you're about on online and obviously how you're recommending integrating these products into someone's day of course the quality needs to be high because when you're consuming say let's let's say for example i'm drinking a couple of a couple of your blends a day that that is uh finishing to be a supplement for me it's not obviously a an added extra it's part of my nutritional regime so it's it's moved from a supplement to part of my diet uh, it, you know it's it's a food product really so because the quality is high um, and obviously you're not paying me to say this 
Um, that's what I would consider as a practitioner. If I see that these kind of things are in someone's diet, okay, what what supplement are you buying? How often are you taking it? You know, is it bolstering your health? Do you feel good on it? Or is it something that's super sweet, may have some of these sweeteners in that could disrupt the gut and then could also disrupt your taste buds and then you're not finding other things as satisfying, especially because often people drink these first thing, don't they? They wake up, they do some training or they drink something before and that sets the tone for the rest of their day. Perfect, Jay. Yeah, you just you just nailed it on the head there. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really important that, especially the first things that you put in, put in your body. Like I always like to start my day with... Uh, water, herbal teas, chocolate tea, uh, you know, just to mineralize, just just aid the, you know, the digestive process, just just free liquids, really. Uh, so that kind of sets me for my day, and I try and have zero sugar in the morning. And I say I, I do, I do quite a bit of fasted cardio. I mean, at the minute I've I've dropped off, but I'm probably doing that three or four times a week, just just a little bit of work on the watt bike. But I'm actually starting to try and do a bit more running now because I want to start getting back into playing a bit of football because my one of my business partners just took over Sunday Sunday league side so cool. I won't mind uh, get get yeah just getting the boost back out and helping him out a bit. So I've got like another challenge now of being able to get myself where I can run 18 yard to 18 yard at some good intensity again. I mean I'm coming I'm 40 November. Nice. So. Uh, so yeah, playing against all the the young boys will be uh, it'll be a good challenge as well. <laughs> Brilliant, mate. So yeah, looking forward to uh, yeah, looking forward to that. So I'm kind of undergoing the, like a little little bit of a mini pre-season now for myself. I just started running really slowly on the treadmill uh, because after I've done a big block on the bike, I seem to have a little bit of trouble transitioning to running again. I don't know if it's like my, my style or or whatever, but. Uh, yeah, so I'm just I'm just building my calves and that up slowly, and so obviously with, with cycling you tend to shorten your hamstrings and calves, uh, and obviously running you obviously completely lengthen them. So I think there's a bit of a bit of a conflict there. So I'm just being a bit patient with it and building up calf raises and doing stretching and a bit of stuff like that. Mm. So and uh, yeah, so I can obviously uh, get back to you know like get back to fitness without causing causing any detriments. Because like I say I'm getting I'm getting myself I feel great my joints are great I have no aches and pains and this is it like uh, it's you know it's a lifestyle it's, it's having that longevity and that's what I promote a lot of people do things through for you know for a short-term fix and I just think the way I've lived my life is now paid you know uh, what's the word it's paid uh, dividends isn't it Dividends, yeah, it's paid dividends that I've, uh, you know, the way I've lived is, is, is paying me back now because I can, I can, you know, be 40 and people say, you know, you don't look here, you know, physically you don't look here, you know, you're performing at this kind of level, standard and level. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's great to be able to do that. So I want to be able to, I want to be able to ring, ring, uh, run rings around my little boy. <laughs> I don't want to be uh, falling to bits yeah. when he's a little bit older and I can, you know, play with him. So, yeah, it's, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle and just getting as much out as, as much as you can out of yourself, you know? Yeah. Now, again, look, that's really interesting insights, and especially, like you said, transitioning from the bike back to interval sprints and building a bit of an engine on feet and things like that. I think people can relate to that and use that information. That's absolutely brilliant. Um, and mate, I just want to, I want to touch on something for a couple of minutes that that's kind of come to the forefront of my, of my mind after you've said, you know, longevity and, and looking after yourself. And it'd be great to get your opinion. 
um that that kind of concept of obviously aging and aging well and um it's good to have a kind of uh, a man to man conversation because recently I've, I've had some some fantastic female practitioners on the last podcast I recorded I did a two part series on menstrual cycle and I've spoken in depth with some female practitioners around female health so it'd be yeah. interesting to pick your brains and obviously I know n equals one what you do isn't going to work for everyone else listening to this but you're in a great position to have a conversation about someone who's like you said going to be 40 soon still trying to run rings around 20 year olds what what are you considering for this health energy testosterone piece as as a male um because again i don't i don't think that's spoken about in a natural way as much as it should so it'd be great to get you know what you're doing and considering like you said once you've woken up you've had your tea things like that that you put in on a daily basis to support that that longevity that health span piece mate yeah what in the sense of my my what my daily routine or supplements to take or i think anything that comes to the forefront of your mind obviously we've heard a bit about your training and things like that so that's that's great but it can it can be anything like you said it could be uh your food your your supplements we've already discussed a bit of the light therapy it would just be interesting i think for especially some of them some of the male listeners to consider um some of the tools you use and if and if they think it's something that might be appropriate for them to bring in so it's it's yeah it's an open-ended question really it can be as wide you know wide ranging as you want down to um you know the the variety of, of supplements or or um you know nutrient dense foods and things that you eat it'd be cool to just pick your brains for a couple of minutes yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I like to, like I say, I like to get a lot of, I like to get the mushrooms in me. Uh, I like to get uh, magnesium, magnesium, something that I uh, supplement. We, we don't actually do a magnesium product. I mean, we, we, I mean, we've got products that contain magnesium, but I just think through how the foods are so depleted, all the soils and stuff now, you know, magnesium is something that we lack in, and magnesium is a cofactor for a lot of, a lot of other vitamins you know that, that, that we take you know it's really important that people get magnesium into the system you know so magnesium is something uh obviously getting older obviously we know that testosterone you know declines so uh, we've got a testosterone boosting formula with uh botanical extracts and stuff that that, that, I, that I take as well uh when it comes to uh, a little bit out there, Matt, but uh, even even when it comes to like sex, I try and uh, I try and preserve myself as as, as much as possible. Uh, I know that a lot of people uh, don't really have that kind of connection connection with it, but I'm pretty uh, yeah. I like to I like to control that side of me, in the sense of not uh, not trying to give it away too much if that makes sense yeah it does actually i was i was actually hoping you were going to lean towards having a conversation about that because i did i did pick up uh i think it might have been a video or something that you said or maybe wrote about on social media and and it was quite thought-provoking um so i'm glad you have brought it up so i assume you're kind of you're leaning towards saying how you, you keep yourself to have sex rather than going and doing other things you know on your own or etc um and, and yeah yeah, that, yeah sure so 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 the set so, so basically what i'm saying is that 
I try not to uh, I try not to ejaculate too much. I yeah, mean, you can have I try and have as much that I love sex and like 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 everyone does. Uh, you know, I have a healthy sex life, and uh, but I'm conscious that I, I do believe it, it's it's powerful. Obviously, it's powerful. It's life force. You know, and uh, like I say, like when when guys do, you know, ejaculate and, and kind of give that away. You know, we we you know like we want to sleep because. That's how powerful it is, you know. It, 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 it you know, it, it creates life, and there's a hell of a lot of minerals in there. So uh, it does make sense in preserving that and respecting it, you know, opposed to just, you know, in a very derogative term, you know, throwing it away and just, you know, just throwing it around mm. left, right, and centre, and mm. not having that real appreciation and connection, you know, for what it is. It's definitely something to consider. It's definitely something to consider, and I think. Actually, I, you know, I remember when when I, I I can't remember if I did read or watch something that you said about it, and it and it and it definitely made me consider a few things. And I'm glad you brought it up because, like you said, the you know the 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 mushroom extracts they're very interesting. Um, like you said, you've got this uh, blend of botanicals and things like that too, and it just gives someone something to think about if they're if they're drinking something in the day or the, or they're having some kind of food product. What else can you do to bolster n- your nutrition? Um, and that's you know that's something that's uh, interesting to consider, but also quite easy to to bring in now with with products like you offer. But then that other thing that that lifestyle piece and like you said, the connection you have with your body as 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 a man, it's uh, it's good to have these open conversations. And that's why I'm kind of doing a podcast because there's there's nothing really off limits. You know, I run the show, people listen if they want to, and um, you know, having your insight in something like that is uh, yeah. Hopefully, it's a bit of an aha moment for hey. someone. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the, you know, there's herbs like maca, pine pollen. These are all, you know, male boosting, like, like libido boosting, because sexual energy can be used for many things. It doesn't have to be used for sex. It can be channeled in. Basically, it's an energy within the body, and you know, you can you can circulate that energy how you how you feel fit. If it's going to make you feel mentally sharper or more proactive. You know, you don't have to give it away because, like I say, once you give it away, you definitely feel demotivated and, and less driven. You know, I think a guy that's full of testosterone is the way he carries himself, you know, very energetic, very driven, you know, and I think I think the opposite sex, you know, picks up on that as well because I just think it's just, it's just the laws of, it's just universal laws, you know, of, of male and female energy. And... Uh, I think if you understand that and appreciate it and work with it, then I think it's really powerful. And I just think in this society, we don't speak about it enough and we don't put much onus on it. We don't really understand it and appreciate how powerful it is Mm. and how significant it can potentially be if used right and channeled right. so for me, it's a, you know it's a positive. You know, I, you know we've all you know I've been through that stage of not understanding that and just being a maniac with it. You know, <laughs> but as you get older, it's just you look at these things and you look at ways to you know to preserve yourself and to slow down the aging process. And yeah, you look at all these things. And look, ultimately we're all gonna die. But for me, I'm not I'm I'm not trying to stop that because we're we're all gonna transition. But for me, it's about why you're here you know, feeling great because who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? Mm. You know, if, if someone, like someone said to me, 
thing, you know what, you're going to die tomorrow. So if that was the case, would you have done cocaine? Would you have, you know, slept with 30 women? Would you have lived that rock star? No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. 100% no. Every day I'm on this plane, I want to feel how I feel. And that's that's how I choose to live my life. I'm not doing it to outlive anyone or to break records or, you know, because I know life isn't like that. I'm just here. You know, my, this is my journey. This is this is how this is how I feel while and this is how I tick. This is what makes me tick. And uh, I'll continue doing it, you know, for the you know foreseeable future. So it's all about just, you know, appreciating this experience that we've been given on this plane. Because we're all in a transition, so I just think, mate, just make the most of it, but do it in a way that you kind of respect yourself as well. Because mm. I think there's definitely that, that symbiotic relationship between spirit and physical. Uh, so, mm. you know, vessel, you know, like we've all got one, 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 one vessel while we're here. So it makes sense to preserve it and keep it, keep it well. And then I'm sure we'll maintain and look after you. Mm. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, wholeheartedly agree. And I think. Don't quote me on this if you're listening to this, but I think taking that side of things, like you said, mate, about holding it in and and looking after yourself as a male and, um, you know, f- females feeling that energy. I think during the ovulation phase, um, and I'm no expert, but I believe, I believe female features may even be enhanced. So, you know, at a certain time of the month, depending on where uh, a woman is in their cycle, you know, they even may look different you know more radiant more attractive to to men to other women you know whatever so it's uh, it's interesting to have a conversation about the male side of that too um because i was having a conversation recently about the female side so it's good to kind of bring bring that back and and open that up really so um no, yeah I'm... yeah it's, it's stuff that it's stuff that really stuff that fascinates me you know because there's even stuff you can even go as deep as you know the perfume and aftershave that we wear because you know we also we're like we've all got pheromones, and you know they say you know some people are compatible through pheromones. So if everyone's in effect, uh, I can break this down. So if if everyone was eating a diet that was suitable for them, potentially women wasn't taking the pill, which throws off their pheromones and menstrual cycles and stuff, like basically creates an imbalance and changes changes them hormonally. be attracted to each other if they were in tune and in line with their pheromones. Mm. So someone so someone may be attracted to this woman because she's giving off these pheromones and vice versa. Because we wear aftershaves that that basically blags blags that sense that we've got. And women on the pill it, and it, it changes them hormonally. I, I do think there's a lot of imbalance chemistry going on uh, within society because people are not really compatible on 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 certain levels at certain times so i definitely think there's something in that and, and i, I can it's many years when i was it's many years when i heard read this article or listened to something else on it and it it, it really did fascinate me because yeah. we are so far from you know deodorants you know the lotions we put on our skin it really does change in effect your biochemistry and it definitely definitely changes how you smell yeah. Because if, if if everyone wears Tom Ford, everyone smells to Tom Ford. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like, yeah. You know, you're not picking, you're not picking up that natural, that you know, like that natural uh, scent of, of a man. Is like, and if you go into nature, you know, animals sniff each other, and 
I kind of think they've kind of got it right because they because because they don't wear aftershave and stuff. You know, they can they can smile someone. Yeah, you for me or yeah, yeah, you're right for me or no, you're not for me. So I think there's definitely an element of that in there. I don't know if it's it's gospel and it's hundred percent and it's that, but it, it's definitely food for thought and something to think about. You know. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Because obviously, if anyone's listening to this and they have a partner and you know, they say oh, they've been away or anything in uh, that they've been wearing and you share clothing, it's like, oh, it smells of you. You know, that's quite a interesting thing to consider. Um, and yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's powerful. But guys, anyone listening and you end up falling out, don't, please don't blame me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, mate, we'll put a disclaimer on the... Uh, on the yeah. podcast by saying uh you know any any anyone in the fragrance industry we're we're, we're sorry um, but no man i think it's good you know we take we're taking this conversation through quite a few levels and obviously we're we're getting yeah. to know each other as well and i think um i'm happy that it went in this way too because uh it's 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 important to discuss nutrition to discuss supplementation but then also like you said just what's what's happening and what you're doing on a daily basis and um yeah i think hygiene someone's natural smell all those kind of things you know what what it feels like to be to be to be a man to be a woman it's uh mate it's 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 all good stuff so look i'm conscious that we're, we're coming up to an hour of your time and um dean mate it's been it's been brilliant to have a conversation i know we could probably go further and it'd be brilliant to maybe have a chat further down the line again get you back sure. on but is there is there anything you'd like to signpost the listeners to i'll obviously pop uh raw, raw sport in the show notes so i'll i'll put your your details for people to follow you personally online is there anything else that you'd like to signpost the listeners to uh, yeah i think i think that's pretty much it really you got you just you got everything covered there with my, with like my social tags and stuff and uh yeah cool cool good man i think, I think yeah, I think we've touched on everything really. It's just uh, I just think the time we're in, I just urge everyone to you know try and try and stay balanced in the sense of not getting too low or too high. Definitely recommend trying to make some time for yourself and uh, uh, yeah, just just try and tune into that innate wisdom you know that we've all got and try not to let too many outside influences overrides that innate wisdom that we've all got and i think if everyone does that i think we'll be in a lot better place mm. yeah a bit introspective time and self-reflection time and trying to center yourself and be comfortable in yourself yeah. i think mate that's a brilliant place to finish so um yeah you know i can't thank you enough for your time and if you're still listening to this lovely people thank you for listening and if you think this will be useful this discussion some of these insights from dean um, please share it with someone ultimately that's the only way the show will grow um, and yeah have a great week and speak to you soon cheers Matt thank you very much thanks for having me on